Hey folks, welcome into the Irish Sitters podcast, the podcast for Pittsburgh Sears fans across the island of Ireland, uh, and a big, big Merry Christmas, not like Hannah, to everybody listening. Uh, Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined on this Christmas Eve as we're recording with the biggest Steelers fan I know in Ireland, Mr. Jimmy English, who looks like a very, very happy man after the Steelers get an early Christmas present for everybody on uh, December the 23rd. Early Christmas Eve morning for us by the time it was over. Winning 34-11 against the Bengals at home. Jimmy, um, there's times where it can be, you know, busy. Not hard to get in the podcast, but, you know, you're busy doing different things. I think we were all more than happy to jump on a podcast on Christmas Eve and talk about a winner. Absolutely, especially given the results. Uh, and like you say, it was a bit of an early Christmas miracle last night with the Steelers getting that win. Um, I couldn't believe my eyes, Michael, when, when we scored that touchdown on the, on the second play of the game. I didn't know what was going on. But uh, I looked fantastic to get the win. And um, yeah, we, we can we can take a break now and enjoy our Christmas dinner a little bit more, knowing that the Steelers, uh, they're still in with, the, with a shot at the playoffs. Still not like in, in no way at the moment a lock to make the playoffs. The destiny is not there, but it's still around twelve percent. By the time that we record uh, on Christmas Eve, we're we're talking before the games on Christmas Eve. So we'll see what happens. We we've seen the Bills one overnight against the Chargers. So look, I'm being positive. We we, we yeah. know if the team wins out, there's still a seventy seven percent odd chance, but we'll see. Um but but just before we hear from Coach Tomlin, Jimmy, like We've seen games this year and, you know, I know you've been watching tape religiously as well where, especially at home, there's been times where the crowd's been in it, but it just seems like the offense just couldn't get clicking. And last yeah. night, just, it just went. And I wasn't sure if it was Rudolph at Christmas, but <laughs> you, you had that feeling from the start of it that, you know, he was able to get the ball down the field and when you're able to get down and we've seen George Pickens and just the yeah they had in this game, you sort of knew from end of the first, mid second that it was gonna happen, what, twenty um twenty four unanswered points in yeah. the first half. Not bad. No, not bad at all. I mean, look, I'll put my hand up and say coming into this game I had absolutely zero faith in Mason Rudolph. I will I will own that, I will admit that, but he proved me and I'd say a lot of Steelers fans wrong last night. Let's be honest, it couldn't have really gotten much worse after the Colts game. So I think a lot of us were just like, okay, here we go. Mason's in, let's see what he can come up with. And he came up with the goods. And I have to say, like watching him play last night, he was in command of that offense. He stood tall in the pocket. He he looked like he'd be running that offense for years, which I suppose he has. He has been embedded in that offense since he came out of, came out of college. He's never really been, I suppose, the starter per se, but he looked like the starter last night. And he did everything right. You know, he relied on his weapons. I mean, he, George Pickens, I mean, let's let's talk about Pickens for a second as well. My God, four receptions for 195 yards. Just, he came out of nowhere. And especially with everything that he was dealing with the past week. And, you know, the, the criticism, I think he he needed to have a big night. Um, but I was like, it was just, it was actually a pleasure to watch the skaters play last night, which is something that I haven't said in, a, in, a, in quite a while. So, luck long may I continue. Let's, let's take this momentum. Um, let's take all the positive energy and, and and keep rolling and hopefully yeah we, we can do that take it Rudolph I've, I've actually put the podcast name as Rudolph the red zone reindeer or quarterbacks <laughs> we will see if that sticks but here look I, I'm a happy man uh, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little second let's just hear firstly from head coach Mike Tomlin after the win on Saturday night 
Man, really exciting win. Uh, appreciative of the effort and focus of the group. Um, it was a total team effort in all three phases. Um, made the necessary plays, splash plays, um, played together and hard. Um, just happy for the guys in the locker room. Uh, Going to have a Merry Christmas. Um, unfortunately, man, we just um, were snake bit a little bit at inside linebacker. Landon Roberts went down with a pec injury, um, wasn't able to return. Uh, we'll have more information, I'm sure, on Tuesday um, when I get back with you guys. Questions? Mike, what'd you like about what Mason did? He was Mason. Um, we talked about it early in the week. He's got a belief in himself. Uh, he's aggressive in his play style. And um, I thought he did a really good job not displaying a lot of rust for a guy who hadn't played, obviously, a lot. Did you become more aggressive as the game went along because of seeing Kyle Beatty's performance? We came in with that mentality. Um, all week we talked about scared money, not making money. Um, and, and so that's kind of a mentality as we went into the week. Mike, you aren't going to sit on your lead there at the end of the first half, even though you're pinned down. You came out and you just kept throwing. Is that part of the mentality that you wanted to have? Yeah, um, we had a certain anticipation of what they might do. And when, you, when you're comfortable with that, then you, then you play aggressively. And, and not anything earth-shattering there is intimacy and divisional play. I'm sure they know us as well. Mike that. Mike, that scared money, don't make money mentality. Why was that the emphasis going into this week? It was appropriate. I had an idea what they were going to do. Was part of that the way you were able to take them, pick them apart in the middle with Friday's last game? Didn't even go to this him this one. You went seemed like Pickens right away. They had a lot to do about that. I think some of the schematics that they uh, deployed were was in reaction to some of the things that Move did last time. Again, it's chess, not checkers, man. When you're in divisional play. Yes, this is early to ask, but should be sticking with Mason at Seattle. You're right. It is early to ask. Comment on George's performance here today. Man, he made some splash plays that, that was needed. Um, his pedigree showed, no doubt. You like the way he responded after the things that happened during the week? It was appropriate. Mike, a couple weeks ago, you said after a loss that we'll be back. Is this the kind yes. of performance you envision when you made that statement? We're not painting with a broad brush. We won a game today. Um, I'm thankful for it. I appreciate the efforts of the guys. I tacklers weren't on the roster a month ago. Could you speak to the performance you got from some guys who stepped up? It's necessary and appreciated. Appreciate um, it's been a challenge, you know, readying those guys, but kudos to them. Um, it's also, you know, a thoughtful, you know, acquisition of players, you know, veteran players, um, the, the size of the practice squads today, the fact that you can have veteran players on it. We just positioned ourselves to, for the attrition component of play and can't say enough about contributions from those guys, specifically um, Pat Peterson and, and Eric Rowe um, stepping in as safety, obviously under the circumstances that we have at that position. Both guys played every down, did a heck of a job communicating, were solid throughout the week, and, and both provided some splash plays for us uh, in the form of turnovers. Get a splash play like you did on a second play with the touchdown. How much does that energize what you want, uh, the offense, and what you want to do? You know, big plays, man, eliminate a lot of execution, as we say in this business. And so you can go 80-plus yards and, and put seven points on the board. It it helps you in a myriad of ways. Coach, your thoughts on, you're speaking about splash plays, the defense being able to get to proud and get several sacks, including Miles Jackson. Sometimes that has that is reflective of game circumstance. We we believe like we've got a big play defense, but sometimes we're not in game circumstances that allow that to be revealed. And so when you get up on people, we're not surprised by the splash, to be honest with you. 
Like when you give up the big play to Higgins, how important was the response in the next drive? You know, nice response by our offense, but that's just complimentary football. We turn the ball over. We expect the defense to stand up. We we give up an easy one on defense. The offense um, supported them, and and that's kind of the engineering of a of the type of day we had. When you take the ball away, I think three times you convert that into 17 points. Is that kind of what you're referring to? Yes, absolutely. Was there a concerted effort to limit their passing game to their running backs? It seemed like that was a big source for them. No, we talked about it at the top of the week that there, there had been an emergence of their backs' inclusion in the passing game. I think Joe Mixon had caught 12 balls since the last time we played them and, and Brown's um, evolution in, in terms of what they were doing. And so, you know, I think that had been happening and and – and I think that was one of the reasons why Browning was was playing so efficiently and, and completing passes at such a high rate um, because it, you know, there's very little risk in terms of including those guys in the passing game, particularly the way that he was. Great to hear from Coach Tomlin, Jimmy after that there. And mm. Look, I know we all watch the game in different ways, but on Sky Sports on Saturday night, before the game started, they were, they were very much talking around the team and how... Tomlin was battling different questions and I heard Jeff say on Sky last night that Tomlin's very much just focused on his team and focused on the players he's not listening to outside noises and you can really see and hear that in his, in his post-game presser he's obviously very proud of the team's win but it's very much on the next week as well you know it's it's these two final playoff games you know it's trying to finish the season 10-7 man. I think the Steelers have always been good at blocking out the noise Michael especially coach Tomlin um, he is a players coach. I mean, he's he's been the head coach of the Steelers for for you know for so many years now. So I, I think he he knows how to handle adversity. They were facing a lot of adversity the past couple of weeks, and I I think I read a quote online earlier this morning from Coach Tomlin saying, "Scared money doesn't make money." So obviously they they weren't coming into this game playing scared. I mean, they played to their strengths, um, and like I mean, let, let's think about it. Right, they have one of the best defenses in the league, which we saw again last night. T.J. Watt was just unbelievable like if that man does not get defensive player of the year i will be shocked um we also had eric rowe straight off the practice squad with a, a beautiful interception uh patrick peterson defying his age playing safe playing out of position at safety uh with a with an easy pick of jay browning so i mean i think everything finally came together the way it should have come together earlier in the season last night and i think that definitely comes down to whatever coach tomlin said during the week um, and now we just have to keep it up. Uh, look, we have the Seahawks ahead uh, on New Year's Eve. They're not going to be a pushover. Um, if we can do exactly what we did last night, I think we're going to be fine, though. Just a reminder, if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day when you're getting the turkey ready, thank you for doing it. So, uh, you can go on X and post hashtag Pro Bowl vote with any of these players' names that Jimmy's mentioned. It, and I'm nearly certain the votes count for double on Christmas Eve. So one guy you could vote for is Alex Highsmith. He, he had a hell of a game. Yeah. And um, I, t- I tell you what we'll do, we'll, we'll talk about the some players in detail just, for, just in a little second. But let's hear from some of them first. Let's hear from George Pickens, quarterback Mason Rudolph, and Alex Highsmith after a fantastic win. Really just, uh, you know, connection and, uh, and a lot of stuff that we did at practice that, you know, Came, came in, came through fully, you know what I mean? When you caught that first pass and you began to go down the field, you knew the end zone was where you were going to end up. I mean, you kind of take us through your mindset of kind of just the release and getting everything from this week behind you maybe and starting off fresh. Uh, I just gave him a good release. Uh, I ran a slant, had a three-yard slant. Uh, Mason put it on Tama, made the safety miss, and then the rest is history, to be honest. 
can you say about Mason and what what the, is it that he does that brings to this offense that made you guys have such big plays? Uh, Mason's always been doing that. Uh, kind of like I said about Mitch, about KP when he was behind Mitch, you know what I mean? Uh, those guys, they always, you know what I mean, follow their job and do their role pretty good, and Mason's been doing that the whole time. How is that connection so good between you two? Uh, you know, him just giving me chances uh, and me trying to make the most out of him. Tomlin said that the mentality going into this week was scared money don't make money, that you guys were going to take shots. How much was that something that you feel like you guys just embodied as a team? Uh, I just feel like, like I said once again, uh, the plays that we had dialed up, Mason just, you know, let it rip. Uh, you know, it's all it's all up to the QB, and I feel like he was taking more shots personally. George, when you make a splash play in the second play of the game, how does that, how does that energize the offense, or juice you guys, or give you more confidence, or what, what's the fit? Uh, I'm pretty sure any team in the league, you know, if you have a 70-yard splash play or any type of splash play on your offense, they're going to be pretty happy. So uh, that feeling, like you said, was really guys, you know, rally around happy, you know, uh, just, you know, the effort to win, to be honest. Getting over 1,000 yards, that check off a box you had, and what does that mean to you? Uh, personally, uh, I didn't even know until you just said that. Uh, that just show you where my mind and I was just, you know, happy that we won. Joe Motron hugging Fryermuth after the second long TD on the sideline. Can you share with us uh, what you guys were talking about or what he was telling you? Uh, nah, you know, just great team communication, great brotherly love from my tight end. How rewarding uh, was that performance slash victory for you, first for the team, I know, but you personally? Yeah, um, very rewarding. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I just grateful to to be back on to be back on this team this year and to have a you know opportunity to, to play a game that's all you can ever ask for and um, just thankful to God for giving me you know for orchestrating the, it the way He did and uh, blessing me with and us with a great performance just just um, you know special night and thankful to God. When you second touchdown, the second touchdown pass to George, uh, I saw you looking off to the left and the crowd there. Mm -hmm. Kind of walk me through that. Yeah, I was just looking at my parents up there. You know, I know where they sit, so um, you know, I was just seeing seeing what I could see if they were enjoying it as much as I was. But um, yeah, that's all that was. What was your reaction to the crowd chanting your name? Um, like I, I think I said that this week. You know, we're we're all human. I'd be lying if I said you didn't. I didn't enjoy it or I didn't like it. But it, you know, it's a week to week league. And I could, you know, I've been on the other end of it, as I said. So, I try not to. Uh, you, you try not. To, you try to block it out and play the game. I mean, we still had a second half to play, despite the lead. So, you know, you can't let that enter your mind and let it and let you you know relax for a second because it, you know. So, um, but you know, hey, I, we've got a bunch of passionate fans, and um, it was just what a joy to play in front of them tonight. Um, you know, last home game. All my family in town, so it was it was amazing. You need to play like that on the second play, the touchdown. Uh, what does that do for you personally? What does that do for the offense to get the splash like that right off? The yeah, um, I think I mean a fast start. No matter whether you're in high school, college, or pro, is it makes a difference, and, and especially when we're our, you know at this venue at home, get the crowd into it um, to get a guy like George going early and. His run after catchability is just, you know, second to none. So it was a it was a pretty cool view as I tried to chase him down from behind. Did you 
Did you put him in the huddle? Say that again. Did you have put him in the huddle? Before the play? Anytime. Um, and there was, there was, yeah, there was, there was multiple head, headbutts all night. So, but, um, I just hadn't played in two years. So I said, I'm going to head, headbutt some people. And did, you, did it feel cathartic, not just for you personally because of the journey you've been on, but also you got a lot of talented guys that have been frustrated at various points because it's points have been hard to come by. You know, did yeah. it feel cathartic out there? Did it feel like there was a release almost? Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know about you know prior baggage carrying into this game. I just know that from the start we 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 were we were rolling. I mean, we ran the ball well. The offensive line played great all night you know, against a, a couple of tough pass rushers in Hendrickson and, and Hubbard. And um, yeah, I just felt like we were balanced and and uh, just clicking. Alex, uh, you guys had three takeaways and. Maybe more importantly, convert them into 17 points. How key is that when you pick when you take the ball to obviously get the points out? Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, first and foremost, all, all glory to God. You know, for the win, He's good, and um, you know, just you know, proud of this team and the way you know that we, that we fought the day. Um, you know, getting those those turnovers was huge, and so um, you know, just getting back to our culture with what and that's doing. That's what that is. You know, taking getting turnovers, taking the ball away, and um, you know, just. Really shout out, shout out to Mason. You know he he had a heck of a game and just coming out and you know doing his thing. You know he's he's been working and, and it showed. And so um, you know we you know we all rallied around him. And so you know he came out and he did his thing today. So you know, just super proud of this whole team. And you know this is this is, this is it feels good to get back on the on the on, on the win side. But uh, this is only one game. I mean, you know we got to you know close out these last two. You know um, win these last two. And so you know we just got to build on this. Yeah, I know it's just one game, but it's been so tight for you guys and means you've won. Mm-hmm for so often, for so long, you know, was it almost, like, was it like more fun simply being in, in an environment where both sides at all three phases were sort of contributing to what was going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, it felt great to like, you know, win, win by a lot, you know, and, and to, um, you know, just really, you know, handle and control the game. And, uh, you know, we, I think we were up 14 to nothing uh, at, at the first quarter of the game. And, you know, we, I think everyone was just saying on the sidelines, you know, you know, we were just preaching, we, we, we can't let up. You know, because we were up 13-0 last week, and you know we let them back in the game, and we know the results, what the results were. But you know, we did a good job of just staying on it. You know, and so I think you know setting that tempo from the jump, you know, helped us, uh, you know, come out with the victory. What you lost another key player with Landon Roberts going down. What kind of challenges did that present, and what was the key to overcoming it? Yeah, um, you know, I feel for you, Rob. You know, because he he sweats us. You know, he he gives everything to this game, and so um, I, I know that. That, that you know that he he's hurting because you know he, he loves his game he loves his game he loves to play football and so but I know we got capable guys you know are going to come in and you know um, do the job for us you know you know Miles Jack and Mike and everyone just played everywhere everybody played well today um, that, that, that came in Mark just everybody you know just got we just got to have guys to step up and um, you know we're confident in the guys you know who are, who are going to do that. Alex, it's been a rough week for George. Uh, what was the reaction? His response in the game you had today in the row. Yeah, you know, a heck of a game, you know. But, you know, that's what he does. And so to see him come out and respond like that was huge. And so, um, you know, he just, you know, put his, he put his head down and worked. And, um, you know, um, those, those, those results showed today. You guys had a different air about practice that week, this week that led to these results? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, we were, you know, you know, tired of being, um, you know, the three-game losing streak, you know, it, it hurts, you know, especially, you know, when you work hard and, um, you know, you, you pour everything into this game. And so just to be able to come back and win and, and get a statement win against a division team was huge for us. And so, um, you know, we just got to make that consistent. We just got to build on it next week. You know, like I said, this is only one week. And so um, we just got to build on, on build on that next week. We got to 
go in and analyze the film and see which ways we can be better. You know, I know we won the game today, but there's a lot of ways that we can be better, and so um, myself included. And so we just got to continue to uh, get better. Did it even seem like you had two new safeties out there from the way they're as good as played? I mean, you know, they 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 they, uh, they did a great job out there for us, you know, and um, you know just having those guys, you know. Pat and Eero coming out there, you know, um, doing what they did all game, you know, it just shows to, you know, how selfless, you know, this team is, you know, guys just coming out and doing whatever it is, you know, to, to help us win. And so, you know, just shout out to those guys, you know, for, for doing their thing. So you, TJ and the other outside linebackers having to compensate in any way or even additional communication because of all these new inside guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've, the, we've, you know, emphasized just communication just all around. Um, you know, I think, you know, those guys have done a good job in practice. And that's what we you know we, we emphasize on practice is communication. You know, they do a good job of, you know, pouring in crowd noise during practice to help, you know, create a game day environment. And so um, that's just really helped those guys. I thought, you know, they um, did a good job of that today. What do you like better, pick or sack? Uh, that's hard. I mean, but I do, I do, I do like picks because, you know, they don't, they don't come very often. <laughs> Deontay was talking to us earlier in the week about how the way that Mason's gone about his job the last few years has been resonates, at least in the offensive side of the ball. You're on the other side of the locker room, on the other side of the ball. I mean, is that, do you guys notice the way that he goes about this and does it almost make it that much sweeter watching him sort of have the day that he has today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm just so happy for him because I know how hard he works and you know how committed he is. And, you know, he, 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 he prepares like he's a starter every week. You know, he's one of those guys, you know, who's stay, staying extra, you know, uh, get taking care of his body, you know, doing things, you know, watching film, and so, um, you know, he's someone who, who who's been working, you know, he he got his opportunity and he, he you know he ran he ran with it, and so you know, just proud of him, you know, just seeing how he just continues to get better uh, throughout this year. Great to hear from those guys and Jimmy. You mentioned the defense. It's like, let's be clear, as far as I'm concerned, this is the best defense in the league. Like there yeah. was there was a play where Heisman had pressure and it ended up going on a tight end where it was an interception, um, you know. TJ looked immense as well, but even like almost secondary players coming out and showing as well, it's scary and it shows you momentum. Like for me, I feel as if if the Cedars got to a wild card game now, one out and it went and it, like it, the, the odds stacked in their favor and they got a wild card game. Sometimes when you're not at home, it's difficult to to really get the momentum up. I feel that if you've got that defense. You know that the Steelers fans are going to show up anywhere, and you could really sense. And we we weren't even in the stadium, but you could sense thousands of miles away that it made a huge difference and really spurred the offense on. And there's been times this season where that just has not happened, you know. So it was great. Yeah, like the defense has really been carrying the team all season. Their back must be in bits at this stage from carrying the offense all season. Uh, and we saw it again last night. I mean, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt have to be the best pair of edge rushers in the league at this stage. I mean. He made the we we could see that Jake Browning was under duress all all night, uh, made some made some crucial mistakes on the back of that pressure, um, even you know, even the like even our depleted inside linebacker core was able to largely shut down the Bengals' run as well. So that that was that was something that was sorely missed last week against the Colts. That was great to see, and then look, Joey Porter Jr. I mean, has to be a candidate for our defensive rookie of the year. Just I mean, the guy he's. He's in his first season out of college, and he has legit become a, a shutdown corner in the NFL. And I think if Jamar Chase had been playing, um, and let's not be mistaken, that was definitely a factor in the in the victory. I think uh, Joey, Joey Porter Jr. would have been responsible for him. So we, that that already kind of tells you that the the trust that the Steelers have in him as their number one corner. Um, so look, it was just a complete team performance last night. 
Um, and it was great to see everyone playing to their to their best. I just can't wait for the rest of the season. We, we, we've got two more weeks left. We've got a tough matchup that we'll talk about against the Seahawks in a few minutes. And then we've got a, a tough matchup. As it's always a tough matchup in, in the division that the Ravens in week 18. In fact, the Steelers now do not play at home again in, in, in the regular season. That was a home season finale on uh, December the 23rd, which is another thing as well. You you, you almost forget sometimes how, how short the season is. Jimmy, it, it's mad. Um, Go on to go on to Seattle next week. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Christmas in in a second, but this is gonna be, this is barring some sort of miracle. This will be our last podcast this side of twenty twenty three, um, because you know it's time to sit down and watch a bit of football and relax with family. So I I appreciate you, Jimmy, coming on this podcast, and just a big thanks to everyone that's listening now and yeah. has listened over the last few months. Dave would love to be here as well at the minute, but he. He can't be the game against the Seahawks, and we're you know we are not sure at the time of recording if it's going to be on television, but it potentially might be based on the fact it's in the nine o'clock window. It's got a decent chance in that window. We'll see what happens, but it'll definitely be gone off the ball for the audio on the island of Ireland. I I watched the game against Philadelphia for the Eagles and the Seahawks, um, in week fifteen, Jimmy and. We're sitting there now talking about the momentum that the crowd in Pittsburgh have. I mean, the crowd yeah. in Seattle get behind their team so well also. And I that was really a defining factor on, on Monday night last week. I guess it's it, it's hard to preview a game too much when we're so far outside of it and when we don't know, for example, you know how they got on in week 16. But I think one thing that we do know is the Seahawks will be ready to go. They'll, they'll be trying to push down... The, push down the limit on the NFC West as this season reaches its finale and no matter if you're facing the Seahawks team with 5 wins, with 2 wins, with 10 wins, it's always difficult going to Seattle It's look, there's two massive games to end the season but you feel Jimmy that if the Seeders can go to Seattle and get something, you go into week 18 with a lot more optimism depending of course on how the Ravens approach this game and get on on Christmas night because I feel that they've definitely got more of a chance than what some people are saying going into San Francisco so let's see what happens it's it's going to be an exciting five to ten days anyway yeah I mean you're dead right about the the effect of the crowd up in Seattle there Michael the 12th man I mean it, it's famous around the world for for their for their noise for the support and, and you definitely you, you have to appreciate the energy and the momentum that that the energy that the, that the crowd brings to a game so I think that's going to be challenging for the Steelers um, a challenging environment for them to come into. I think as well that um, stuff that I've forgotten the quarterback's name for the for the Seahawks. Forgive me. Uh, so, see, but this is the thing. So on Monday night before the game against the Eagles, it was expected that Geno Smith was going to play, and he was active, but he he never he never went in the field, and we did not know to kick off. It was going to be Drew Locke. So I really feel that. Again, depending on what happens um, in week 16, it it could be a whole different thing. But we've seen Drew Locke face a lot of criticism in the league over the last few years and he looked rejuvenated after that game. Yeah. So I think no matter who plays, if it's Gino or Drew Locke, it's going to be a hard game. And I Absolutely, think the guys yeah. have got a few days now to rest up and get ready for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're both legitimate quarterbacks. I mean, Gino Smith has had a career resurgence up in Seattle. I mean, in the Northwest there, he's a fantastic quarterback. He, he was a great player in college, and it's great to see him continuing to have success in the league. I mean, you can't forget about DK Metcalf. I mean, we have our big our big target in George Pickens. They have 
the most jacked receiver in the league. So, I mean, there's there, there's 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 going to be challenges against the Seahawks, but I think if we can continue them, I mean, look, there was such a great moment, energy, momentum from that game last night. I mean, it was fantastic, and I think all the Cedars fan base and the players felt it. But I think if they can rest now over Christmas, bring them and, and bring that momentum with them. And I've said momentum so many times now. I'm going to stop saying it. But I think that's the key to the. I think that's the key to the game against the Seahawks is just keep up the energy, keep up the good vibes, and uh, see what happens. And then worry about the Ravens after that. And I have to agree with you regarding the Ravens. As much as as it pains me to say it, I, I think it's. I think they're going to beat the, the 49ers, and I think it's going to be a Super Bowl rematch uh, between the Ravens and the Niners in Vegas come February. That's my prediction there. Anyway. Ooh. I'll keep saying the Cedars until mathematically is not possible. But yeah, like they're look, they're a hell of a football team. I guess for us, it's more a situation of well, can we get them week eighteen off? Yeah, and, and that, that's the reality. But I, look at the end of the day, if, if they were to get number one seed, depending on how the downloads fall over the next few weeks, they might not want that. But they could potentially get two weeks off if they really needed it. I I don't know if Coach Harbour is the sort of guy that would do that. And just the, the way the Ravens organization works, I, I, I'm not sure if they would do that. But certainly for, for us, we want to be going into M&T with the, the best of chances. And hopefully yeah. we're going in to M&T, not just for pride, but with a chance. And if we go in there with a chance, there's an, there's an even better chance the game's on television, on Ireland. So time will tell. It's been really weird, Jimmy, just to end on this. It's been... It's been a good season in the sense of for fans, there's been a lot of games on TV, which has been awesome across the island of Ireland and long may that continue. And just finally on that Seahawks game, you know, we, we are recording this ahead of week 16 Sunday after the Steelers game on the Saturday. Um, Kenneth Walker is expected to play for the Seahawks, but he's not 100%. So that's going to be a really interesting one to check out over the game week ahead of New Year's Eve. And it'll fly in as well. Christmas coming up, Jimmy, uh, over the next 24 hours. What will be the one gift that you'd like as a Steelers fan, merchandise or otherwise, uh, this Christmas? I'm merchandise or as a Steelers fan, that's a, that's a good question. I'm Chris <laughs> sent me a, a picture of some lovely uh, Steelers branded whiskey glasses yesterday, which looked quite appealing. So I was a bit jealous. <laughs> uh, a new jersey. I only I, I only have the one stitch jersey at the minute, so. A throwback Ben Roethlisberger jersey would be would be nice either with the the big block letters. Um, ah, yeah, something, something like that. You know, I'm not one for clothes, Mick, but I, I'll never say no to Steelers merchandise. And for people in the podcast, he's wearing something right now. Uh, what like a stitch white jersey for me would be one. Also, playoffs would be great as well. Just, yeah, just playoffs, would, playoffs would be great. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, be, to be honest with you, that win last night was almost enough of a Christmas present for me. I was, I was dreading being in a bad mood on Christmas Eve. The Steelers had lost. And so, look, I mean, like I, like we said earlier on, it was a, an early Christmas present, a miracle rolled into one, I think. It's a bit like the Premier League soccer with uh, teams that are fighting towards the end and sometimes teams that don't expect and, and, and they come up and they do it. We see it in the GEA as well and there's no reason. We have to keep hoping over the next few weeks and it works. Uh, more importantly, Jimmy, to you, yourself, to your family, your mates, everybody, and Dave, and more importantly than that, everybody listening to this podcast, uh, we hope everybody is a... A very, very Merry Christmas, not a conical year. Um, and just have a safe Christmas and, and a very, very happy new year. We'll, we'll, we'll be back not too long after the new year. I, I'm not going to bring these lads on a podcast on New Year's Eve. We'll see. <laughs> I'll be here ready to go. Uh, have, you, have you any final words, man? Yeah, just to, to echo what you said, uh, Mick, look, um, it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege doing this 
having the opportunity to do this theaters podcast throughout the year and um, so thank you so much to yourself and uh, and to dave for having like having the crack week in week out because that's what we do is we we come on and we have fun and we talk theaters football and um, a massive thank you to all the to all the listeners i mean we wouldn't be here without them if there was no you know if there was no listeners no audience there'd be no podcast and uh thank you to uh to everyone yeah and to the to the Steelers organization for giving us this opportunity as well and uh, yeah merry christmas everyone enjoy the food and enjoy the football yes sir the main football the main course has already been served but folks i i echo what you're saying jimmy thank you but everyone have a great great christmas uh, I'll, I'll finish with this here we go ho 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 <laughs> here we go rudolph the red nose qb starting soon see you next <laughs> week folks thank you